1: at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
2: What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo, and I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at Visitmo.com.
1: Yeah, it's games like that which makes you think that nothing will ever change with this football. Club Everton have gone to Brighton. Lost 3-2 in the 94th minute own goal from Luca Dean after the first VAR overturn was done in the Premier League on a penalty this season. a classic Everton fashion, you've got to say. Um Mike DeAsher and Nick Preble are with me. Um <laughs> I don't even know what to say, Nick. Um, what, what you know? We've been told before we started recording this. I think we've all got different overriding emotions about what contributes to that, how we feel going forward after that. But what you overriding force after after watching Everton lose the game in that manner today?
0: Yeah, I'm like really, really gutted about the result because I think it's undeserved. Um, there's a little clip of Marco Silver at the end, then, and uh, you know when he was shaking uh, the hands, the manager. And he he was a bit despondent, like he can't can't, can't believe what's just happened. And I sort of feel the same because we we deserved to be two one up. Um, and actually, we closed out a lot of games from that, those kind of positions last season. So I thought I thought we'd be okay. And the uh, the penalty was unjust.
1: Yeah. Uh, got mixed puppy today as well. <laughs> we bring in yeah. some cheerleaders. if you hear a little bit of barking in the background. That's what it is. But yeah, after the penalty, we uh, we seemed to.
0: Lose any fluidity we had beforehand um, and ultimately it it's an unlucky goal that we've lost it with um, and an unjust goal that led to um, it being 2-1 so i think we can feel hard done by um, i don't think i don't think brighton will have would have had any complaints about the scoreline being 2-1 never mind 2-1 so yeah um, extremely disappointed and it's one of those matches that we should chalk off and move on on very quickly
1: <laughs> Luna the dog's not happy. Here. I agree with
2: Luna. <laughs> I agree with a lot of what Nick's saying, to be honest with you. It's one of those games that you look at and he's right. And he says, a 2-1, Everton completely deserved to be winning that game. It looked like a really <laughs> adequate away performance. But that VAR decision just has completely knocked all the players for six. And I know you can say, and I'm sure you will say in a minute, Matt, that you should react better to those situations. But... That's a decision that should never be given, and that is the sort of just cheap code of a boost that can change a game and completely stack it in one team's favour. Because momentum is such a big thing in football. If you get decisions like going for that for like that going for you, you suddenly feel like. The whale is your oyster and you can do whatever you yeah. want. And if it's going against you, you suddenly feel like, well, that's it. How could we possibly win this game if things like that are going against them? So I can understand why the heads went down. But as you say, they should react a bit better. But that decision should never happen in the first place. So I'm finding it quite hard to really enforce blame onto the players, to Marco Silva, because he's brought on subs and the game's been changed positively for Everton after the subs. Then there's a horrible decision, and Everton gets stacked against him once more. And he's got no subs left. That's a really hard situation to deal with.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we'll, we'll go straight to that that decision, Nick the uh, the one to, to award the penalty to Brighton, and the whole thing was just dead weird, wasn't it? Because you know, I think it's Connolly who goes down in the box, and it's you know, he's, he's you can tell he's hurt, but he's not appealing for anything. And um, you watch the replays back, and Michael Keane is he's looking at the ball, um, and he sort of. The, the, the one that it sort of reminded me of was the... I don't know if you saw last week where Burnley thought he scored a late equaliser against Leicester. And I think it's Chris Woods running through on goal. And Johnny Evans inadvertently trips him up. And it's, you know, it, it's one of them where you think it's a bit of a match situation and it was disallowed, that I, I didn't really agree with it. And it was a bit like one of them today. And I think the issue sort of have with it is that if, he, if these were getting changed over in the first 10 weeks of the season, you'd sort of say, do you know what? Fair dues. You can see why it might be a foul. But for that to be the first one... In the entire Premier League season so far, which the referees not even seen again, to be fair. He's heard through his ear from, from Lee Mason, that, you know, the fourth official who, you know, to be fair, makes a lot of sense. But um it's just it's just a bizarre moment, wasn't it, for the referee to to change that. It just felt like not the right time to be making that sort of call. That's right. And um, I
0: think I think you're right, we'd be we should have had money on it being Everton that <laughs> it would have been turned over against first. But for me, the vast majority of penalties, whether they're given or not, you sort of think, oh, he was making the challenge anyway. And, you know, either he he nicked the ball and the the decision was wrong or he got the player um, and, you know, he was lunging for it anyway. But in this situation, both players were actually looking up at the ball Mm. um, as it was coming down. Um, Keane made a completely accidental um, stand, probably on his Achilles, I think it was, um, and yeah, probably if he did intend to do it, it is a foul. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous um, when two players are in close quarters with each other, sort of shuffling back to try and win this ball, that um, inadvertently catches him and it's given this penalty. Then the referee probably saw it on the pitch and saw enough of it not to give it. Um, I think this is a clear example of the. Um, uh sort of drawbacks of VAR because um you've got a referee somewhere in the stands or or behind the scenes that's making a de- decision. Yeah. Um probably on some extreme technicality. Um and I know it's not a technicality per se in this situation, but he's he's not he's not looking at the overall picture of the both players are are completely yeah. looking away from, from from what's going on. So I think it's extremely harsh. I think also in context of Richarlison's decision not being given the other Absolutely, side, yeah. that you know we should feel really hard done by. And I'd like to see the justification after this as to why they've gone back to this and not the other.
2: Yeah, I think you look at the decision that's given, and nobody in the stadium appeals for it. Yeah. None of the players appeal for it. No one. You've just got Conley as it goes down. You've got no one surrounding the ref. None of the fans are all up in arms. Everyone's just wondering what's going on because nobody actually thinks it's a penalty. But Nick's right there. You talk about inconsistencies with VAR between games. Well, there you go. You've got one in the game. It's an absolute joke where Richarlison gets dragged down to the floor with more contact than Michael Keane's add-on Connolly and it's not even reviewed. And it's just... I know it's Lee Mason and Lee Mason's an as, act as a box of frogs, but... <laughs> It shouldn't have to come
1: down to that in those situations and it is frankly quite ridiculous. And I suppose it's, you know, we're going to come and talk about how Everton reacted to that that situation, Mike, but I suppose that, all already said there, that that incident in a Premier League game, it is literally the first time that's ever happened. So I suppose for a lot of those players on the pitch, you know, in regards to our lads, I'm not sticking up for them here too much because I think there were parts of the game later on which we should have dealt with much, much better than we actually did. But I suppose it it is. no one knows how to react to that situation because it's never happened before. I suppose that's going to sort of become part of the the skill set of the modern footballer, isn't it, in a way? You're going to have to be able to react when you score a goal and you celebrate and it gets disallowed or when you don't think you're giving away a penalty and then on review it gets given as a penalty. So it's it's sort of like a a bit of a change in environment and maybe that's why, after that happened, the players didn't react so badly. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't as if it was...
2: A stone cold penalty that was just incredibly obvious. They've had to deal with that also with just the idea that oh it's gone out, it must be a goal kick, rather than not preparing themselves for the idea that I'm gone. This is going to be a penalty because to be honest, it wasn't. And being forced into that situation, I'd say for the first time, must be dead weird for those sorts of players. But you are right. They should react and they should react a bit better. But I can't talk. To it's gone. <laughs> Mike's gone. Mike's gone. Like, I should say I have been incredibly ill for the past three weeks, like, which is why I've disappeared. It's hard to do nothing to help, yeah.
0: They're really
1: not. In that regard.
0: Yeah, I think, I think when Mike's talking about the reaction or lack of other players, um, actually, the other side of the coin is it, it really buoyed Brighton as well. Yeah. Um, and they, they had the confidence to go forward from then on in, which they did not have before the goal. We had them on the ropes quite a few times, I'd say, right until even after the substitutions were made, um, I felt we were we were controlling the game really well um, they barely had a sniff uh, in our final third and every time they did it seemed to be a speculative cross um, yeah. that went out of play or maybe that, that Pickford would have mopped up um, so it's almost a double whammy that penalty decision um, and yes we should have reacted better but you know Brighton were just moral for it in the final 10 minutes yeah.
1: do you know, you know I'll come back to you on, on this one Nick I think one of the things we said during the game was about key players and personalities sort of standing up and and taking like, control of the game and you know certain aspects, especially waiting home. Jordan Pickford is one of our key players, one of our most experienced players. Made a big error early on. It feels like absolutely ages ago that now, doesn't it? In regards to, to the context of the game, mm-hmm. He's, I, I think in that spell of the game, I saw I was sort of looking for more of those. Those plays, to to, to you know, it, it felt very much like it was Tom Davis and Mason Holgate who were winning the ball back for us and, and playing smart passes. Whereas I was looking at Michael Kean after he gave away that penalty, his head completely went. He was charging out of defence. You know, it looked like he, you know, he looks like a player who increasingly more and more needs a dominant presence next to him, like Yeri Mina. He can't really be that dominant dominant presence. Andre Gomez didn't really get on the ball at all in that spell. Fabio Delph when he came on. Can't really remember him doing anything positive in the game, and you sort of look into these experienced figures. that you know, it's it's not gone for here. It's you know, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shit that we that that's been conceded. But get out to the over points. You, you say four points from your, your last two games. after a bit of a crisis, and you get over when you pre- prepare for Watford. And I think that's that. I think that's a spell of the game where you want those voices and those personalities to stand up, and none of them really did.
0: Yeah, I think that leadership issue, um, really came to light during this game. It's obviously been simmering for a while. You look at the great squads um, over the past decade or two um, Stephen Gerrard leading Liverpool, going back 15 years, Roy Keane the United, and it, it feels like whatever captain we have on the pitch at the moment, they're not really, you know, when, it, when, it, when it's come into the difficult times such as today, last 10 15 minutes, there was just that lack. Um, of someone just saying let's just, con- let's just control it The way we know we can mm. um, Luca Dean was the captain today yeah. um, Even though he, he did have a good game He didn't, he didn't step up to that Leadership position um, I was hoping Fabian Delft Would have done something When he yeah. came on in terms of that Because I think That's probably Marco Silva's intention As part of bringing him on Was to say Listen Make sure you uh, dictate things um, Both the play And your teammates yeah. From that position um, it's really disappointing that we didn't see that. Um, so yeah, you're right. There is there is that leadership issue that I'm not sure how we're going to get out of at the moment because we haven't actually got those individuals.
1: Yeah. Um, Mike, on onto the manager then. You know, watching the the broadcast we were watching there. You know, already talking about his future again, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think you've got a, a like we well, sort of said, but you've got. A fair bit of sympathy for him today in regards to, to the way things went. Um, I, I think, in some respects, the changes he made probably worked a little bit too quick for him. That, that sounds a little bit strange because all of a sudden you, you don't really know what to do there. But, you know, in, in the same breath, you could say we finished that game with, I think for Charles, we're playing on the right-hand side. i oh, say Tom Davis playing on the left-hand side. You've got four midfielders on the pitch. It's, it's all a little bit out of shape. And we scored that goal and it obviously worked at that point. But... It felt as though even though we had more defensive players on the pitch after that, that we sort of completely lost our shape and lost our discipline.
2: Well, don't forget he's had to make a very early substitution as well that yeah. he's lost and straight away has to work with that obstacle of shifting his team around and still posing a threat. But I have a lot of sympathy for him today because dealing with all of those obstacles, I don't think he can be blamed for goal one, goal two or goal three. You can't point fingers at the manager. I know... The obvious thing is about set pieces and etc. cetera, et cetera. Well, that's not there today. There are a lot of things that have been stacked against him and there are a lot of questions about this manager. I'm not disagreeing with that and he is on thin ice with Everton at the moment. But I don't think you can really take much from his position from this game. I don't think you can pile that on his head and say, well, that's a reason he should go.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh This, this result is not on him at all. Um I'm sure he'll be vocal about being wronged in the press conference. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't.
1: Um, no, the club should be like that, shouldn't they? No, yeah, they should, you know, yeah. I think one of the reasons we keep getting a kick in and we keep being the butt of the joke is that we don't actually stay safe sometimes, yeah, Yeah, Hang on a second. This is, this, this is ridiculous. Why, why does this sort of thing keep happening to us? We've had the first player ever retrospectively banned for a dive in the Premier League and it's never happened again since one, one time. But now the first team to sort of be made an example of in regards to this someone of the club should probably come out, whether it's the manager, the captain in the week, and say, this is absolutely ridiculous now.
0: Hmm. yeah, It's almost a culture that Everton have always had and not wanting to ruffle feathers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and in some walks of life, that's to be respected, but at the end of the day, um, this decision will not go against Liverpool today. Yeah. They would have got the Richarlison decision, I'm sure. Um, and I think, bringing it back to Marco Silva... Um, I think you have to give him credit for sticking with uh, pretty much the same lineup up um, as much as, as it was in his control yeah. of last week. thought the subs at the time were um, interesting. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. <laughs> um, and, you know,
1: I don't think you can you can put any of this on him today. Um, finally then, uh, looking ahead to Watford on Tuesday. I tend to agree with what you've both been saying about the manager and how... You know, he sort of was dealt a bit of a bad hand in certain aspects of the game today. Um, if he loses on Tuesday, Mike, it's, it's a short seat anyway back for him then at all, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty difficult to see any way back for him if he does lose, but
2: I'm not in that position to make that decision. None of us are. We don't know the thinking of those people at the very highest level, but you do look at that game and think that it is going to be incredibly important. This game was incredibly important for him. It was one of those games where... If he wins it, then he can start actually looking up and progressing and going forwards. And now he's got to pick all those players up off the floor because that will be a properly just down and out dressing room after that. And it'll be a measure of him of how he picks them up going into Tuesday.
0: Yeah, he will be in trouble if we lost. If not with um, the man, the management um, higher up the chain, uh, but actually with the fans. You know, it's 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 really difficult to. Um, Come back from certain situations as a manager, I think it depends on the type of loss if we were again <laughs> wronged uh, midweek i don't um,
1: i't know you know i think I think if we're out the cup as well because I think you know while the, the league is is clearly not going well and you know we keep getting these terrible results and these these late goals against us and all that kind of thing. I think the one thing that a lot of us are still clinging on to is the fact that we're, you know we're a couple of wins away from being in, in a semi final three wins away from being in a final. Of a league cup, and with that in mind, sort of you keep that little, you sort of banking on that to get us through. But you know, if that's gone as well, then you sort of look and only thinking about what fourteen, fifteenth in the table, we've got no 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 league cup to, to sort of hang our hat on. <laughs> the season looks like almost very much over, and we're only in October.
0: Yeah, well, I completely agree with you. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I I do have a lot of sympathy for Marco Silva in recent weeks, um, probably against ninety percent of the fan base. Um, and if he does put out A poor team That don't know how to play together on Tuesday Then I'll be joining the rest of them But you know, we, we, we have to stay positive And I actually think Marco Silva When it comes to the crunch Like we saw last week Can pull results out um, And I think he'll feel the pressure For this coming week um, so I'm hoping that'll boy the same but I, I don't want it to come to this every time we
1: need a, we need a that's we need what it's a... going to be now but, it was always, but that's his own fault isn't it yeah, to be fair. That's, yeah. that, that's
2: exactly what I mean Is that that's all it's going to be now is you win and it's like oh right we'll win next week and maybe we'll be okay it's never just we're okay now and then if you lose it's like oh right we'll win next week and he's in proper trouble it's always one result away from one or the other and that's the problem with an inconsistent side is that that talk is just going to carry on and on and on. So he needs to just
1: start grinding out results now. Like so with that-, that in mind, then, like how, how far down that path do you go? Do you, do you just carry on, carry on saying that this is going to happen? Or do you, just, do you just, you know, based on what you're saying there? you get the sense that this is just going to carry on going. You're not just cut your losses and go, well, this is, this is not going to change. This is, not, this is what everything are. The Marco over and it's not good enough. Well, if you just cut your losses, you end up with
2: someone like Sam Dyson in charge in three weeks. That's a stupid idea in my book. Mm-hmm. But the idea of just going on and on, this repetitive strain, it's just there needs to be more than that. I think that Nick obviously thinks that as well. We're not st- studying as apologists for Marco Silva. That result today was a perfectly adequate away performance that deserved three points, and it's been handed to the opposition by an absolute farcical decision that has completely changed the entire game. We still both think there are complete problems and massive flaws and things that need addressing, but you just can't put any of that on them today. So I know there'll be people sat there absolutely fuming the kecks off listening to this, just shouting at it, wanting them to go now. And I understand that, but you can't do it on the basis of that result that was an absolute myriad of factors that went against Everton today and I really just hope that it hasn't scuppered the Manila Cup for Tuesday in a confidence way
1: yeah um, we'll talk about that on Monday we we'll subscribers weekly this week and then yeah we'll have a post match on Tuesday next time you hear from us here on, on this feed but um, cheers to Nick and to Mike for but getting through that it was tough one well, i have to say um i think nick's puppy is about to tear the living room apart looking over there <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to get away but um yeah i think dave Downey's on a youtube video so have a look out for that i'm sure that'll be interesting as it always is whenever to get beaten dave's talking about it but um you're we'll speaking again very soon here on the blue room try and enjoy the rest of your weekend